As mentioned, the objective of the Tsar's Gazetes were to convince and intimidate Yidin into converting to his religion. So it followed that anything that weakened the observance of Yiddishkeit helped the Tsar achieve his goal. So when the Maskilim suggested to the Tsar that Jews should not be allowed to dress differently from the Goyim, so he immediately said, great, good idea. And he recognized the, the, the damage it would cause that it would have on the, if you couldn't identify as a Yid. Today, you walk down the street, you could see a Yid from three blocks away compared to a guy, right? Because we dress differently. Now, from the failure of the conference in, in 1843, the Tsar learned that in order to get his agenda with the Yidin to succeed, the best thing is to make it look like he's not attacking Jews themselves. He has to make it that this is a Xera for everybody. Because if he makes it look like he's attacking the Yidin, the Frum Yidin are going to be much stronger about what they have to fight. So he made sure when he made these dress guidelines that the masculine wanted, it, he made sure that it doesn't look like he's attacking Jewish observance. And because if it did, it's a machzedek, right? And all the other rabbanim would encourage the Yidin to just stand firm and, and fight against it. Just like they did the, about sending their kids to masculine schools. So the following year, the Tsar found the opportunity he was waiting for. There was a drought in 1843, and it went into already, it was in 1844. Many people were missing basic necessities. And some peasants were taking out their frustrations on the fact that they're starving on the Jews. And many Yidin were assaulted. A lot of them were kicked out from their homes by the Goyim in that area. And as mentioned, the Goyim claimed that, oh, they're suffering while the Jews are wealthy. And one of their proofs was that Jews wore expensive clothing, like long silk jackets. Kapotas, right? While the Goyim couldn't afford these things. So that year, the Tsar decreed that all his Russian subjects, he didn't say Jews, he said all the Russian subjects must wear the same clothing. And he claimed that the goal was to get rid of hatred from one, that one citizen had to another by making anyone feel, oh, he's better than me, I hate him, like that. So to further hide his motives, what his what the real intention was, this was presented as a guideline. It wasn't a decree. And everyone has, we're giving you five years to change over. Meaning, let's say a guy owns clothing. You're going to expect him in one day to buy new clothes. Clothing was expensive. In those days, when a guy bought a jacket, the jacket lasted for five, ten years. At least. So he said, I'm giving you five years to start switching over. Meaning, if you, in order to change into a short jacket. Now, during that time, however, anyone who doesn't want right away to switch over, fine. But you have to pay a special tax. And this gazera was issued to all the citizens throughout the entire Russian Empire. It was not specifically, I mean officially, for the Jews. And people had no way of realizing what was the true purpose of these gazetas. That the purpose was to weaken Yiddishkeit. Informed that the masculine were very happy about the new Gezeira, 
So the Tzemach Tzedek and many other Rabbanim had their suspicions about what was the reason behind this. So they wrote in their Halacha Shailas that it's better to pay the tax than to change their way of dress. However, they said at the same time, since these guidelines applied to all the citizens of the country, not just the Jews, so it didn't fall into the category of chukos agoyim, like copying the dress of the goyim, because it was the law of the land. Now, according to Torah, you're not allowed to do chukos agoyim, right? But if the law of the land is that everyone has to wear this type of clothing, that's not chukos agoyim. Because it's not like goyim dressed this way and you didn't dress this way. It's everyone dresses this way. So, therefore, if you couldn't afford to pay the tax, it wasn't something you had to be moiser nefesh for, for Jewish clothing. You could wear whatever clothing the czar said. If you would have said, Jews are not allowed to do this, and then you would fight, you would be moiser nefesh. But he didn't say that. He said, this applies for everybody. And as a special punishment, by the way, for refusing to adopt a new dress code, without paying the tax, meaning let's say you had a Yid who couldn't afford it, but he said, I don't care, I'm wearing the regular Jewish clothing. So Yidin and any other citizen, but the other citizens are just going to change their dress, right? The Yidin are not. So they, they faced the possibility that if they got caught wearing a different dress code and they didn't pay the tax, they could be drafted to the army for up to 25 years. And the Tzabach Sadek wrote, and other Rabbanim at the time also, that it's better to change your way of dress than to get drafted in the Russian army. Right? What are the chances of coming, coming out of the Russian army still 100% from? It's very small. Even if you didn't convert, you're total Amaretz. 25 years? So he said better to wear a short jacket than to get drafted in the army. I mean, obviously, if you could afford to pay the tax, so pay the tax. So four years later, <coughs> when, the, when the original Gezerah had already been enforced in many areas, so the government added new guidelines. And one of these was that although a Jew could have an untrimmed beard, right, that, that nothing is cut from the beard, he was no longer permitted to have payas. And we'll continue talking about the payas tomorrow.